Hello everyone, my name is Catalina and welcome to the Changemaker podcast. One year ago I started interviewing people driven to create a positive impact in their communities and the world. I call them Changemakers, and as I found out they are everywhere, they come in different shapes and sizes and have amazing and diverse backgrounds. This series of interviews have the aim to inspire you with interesting stories and give you some practical piece of advice. So if you are enjoying these discussions, make sure to follow this channel where I will be adding a new podcast every week. If you consider yourself a change maker or if you have someone in your network that you believe is a change maker, please get in touch with me and let's start a discussion. There are people who always see the glass half full, who are driven, energetic and have the mental resilience to overcome any obstacle. That's exactly the feeling I got from meeting Luisa, who introduced herself as a dream facilitator. I decided to interview her for this Changemakers series, to find out what does dream facilitation means and what is exactly purpose. So today's episode is dedicated to exploring the topic of purpose and how to turn it into actionable steps. So my name is Luisa and I am a dream facilitator and uh, dream facilitation is a movement to empower purpose-driven individuals to turn their dreams into action. So to connect with what is that they want to do from their lives and also uh, help them to take action and make it happen. How did you come up? to this name of a dream facilitator is not a role that you hear every day. Yeah, I, I invented, I created this concept uh, based on acknowledging that it was a, a lack or a, bre- a gap between what is existing in terms of personal development, so coaching, therapy, and uh, the execution part, so the hands-on part, which is focused on consulting, but uh, it was a gap between once you know what is a dream and what is a purpose, how to make it happen. Uh, so sometimes people are a little bit lost on how to start or also to overcome all the fears of, of the barriers. So that's why I understood that it was something new needed. So I invented something that was in between and uh, that's how the whole concept of a dream facilitator became real and also because it's not only about fulfilling what you want to do but it's also like uh, when you are really driven by something bigger than yourself so your purpose or your dream so it's not only a consulting or coaching it's focused on on dreams and purpose and uh, life fulfillment so what makes your eyes shine and sparkle and where did this journey start? How did you come up to open your own dream facilitation agency? And did you know that you would want to become something like this from a younger age? So how was kind of the process? The process, it uh, started, like officially started in 2015, dream facilitation. And how it started was after I finished my, my MBA, I was faced with the opportunity to decide what I want to do next, so it's going to be my next career challenge. And for me it was really clear that I didn't want to pursue a corporate career or something that already existed. I was more this entrepreneurial profile of someone who 
either believes 100% in what you are doing or it's just uh, like losing or wasting an energy or your potential. So then when I will face this, the question of if I could choose anything in my life, what do I want to do? And then, so I look back, kind of looking in my past and connecting the dots of moments that I felt the most fulfilled. And it were those who really jump like from my memory and I felt that I was doing, I was in the right place doing the right thing. And what those moments had in common was this, the fact that I was making things happen. So turning ideas, like taking ideas out of the paper and making them true or connecting individuals and what they wanted, what they wanted to do. So really like um, this execution implementation, but not any kind of thing, but projects or ideas or enterprises driven by a purpose. So they had like a, a reason of existing and they were somehow impacting the person's lives or at least like the community around. And then I understood like, okay, how can I optimize and make more of those moments in my life like come true? And uh, this was aligned with the fact of looking around and seeing friends and uh, people that I know with, with many ideas and projects and uh, dreams, but not uh, necessarily knowing how to start or making it. So that was my moment of insight of like, this is what I know how to do and I like doing, plus there's a need in the world for it. So how can I offer what I, what I know in terms of business strategy, structuring, organizing, plus with this, with this personal approach of listening, caring, and maximizing fulfillment. So that's how it started. But I think nothing of this would be possible if I wouldn't have in my previous, like previous moments in my life, a moment of self-reflection of who am I, what do I like? What is my, what is the legacy or the impact that I want to create in the world? So I went through many moments of self-reflection, coaching, therapy, courses, workshops, talks with friends that were more and more learning, that I was more and more like learning about myself. When do you think it's the right moment to start learning about yourself or like, because from my experience at least you have these moments of self-reflection usually when you have to do a very big change or a very big decision in your life or something really bad or hurtful happened and then you find yourself in these moments. How is it possible to create these moments of reflection, you know, just on a kind of a habit basis? Mm, that's a tricky question because I think it all depends on mostly on how you were raised and educated because like you can either in either in school or from your parents, you can be incentivized to find your own way and understand what you want, or you can be like there's not only these two options, but I would say like in general terms, either you are told what to do or you are incentivized to reflect what you want. So for if you are all your life like told what to do and shown role models and how you have to be then of course it's less natural that you stop, start reflecting. So I think 
in those cases when you really feel I would say it's more a feeling than I than I thinking like if you really feel that something is out of the place then besides keep looking for the answers out, outside it's a more like okay why is this going on like what's the what's the need and what's this showing about myself and then of course looking for help because it's not something not natural that you start doing on your own but if you are in the other, in the second option like if you were more nurtured and driven to understand what is your role and who you are then i would say that these moments of self reflection are like should be a constant process because it's not about you're going to reach a point that you know everything about yourself first of all you change you now we are we have different beliefs some values change some ideas what we want to do and also change given the environment that we are so if the world is needing something like this you are also be able to shape so it should be i would say like a constant process of reflecting acting doing you know like not only thinking the thinking but also doing and then trying seeing and then what were, was a big change that you experienced in your life I think the biggest changes in my life are in terms of country that I lived uh because when you change the like a nation also you change kind of the culture you're surrounded and then the language the way of thinking and reflecting and this enables I think the, those were the moment that I felt more free to reinvent myself So I think when you are out of your circle of friends and family that know you for a very long time you can just be whoever you are in the moment no one is trying to put you in a box so I think those were the most profound changing process that I was like okay now I'm here like in Berlin before like I was born in Brazil and I lived my whole life in Sao Paulo and then during university I did a one year abroad in Barcelona and uh it's not that i really changed like i changed my hair color or it was nothing really radical but i felt that it, that was a moment that i understood who i was then and then again when i moved to berlin it was like okay i have some things that are core in my personality and these things i can connect since i'm a kid i was i always had this but other things just changed and reshaped and i could become for example someone like in berlin allowed me to be more connected to my daily life and i started to cook and to take care of what i eat and how do i like uh, commute and what are the people that i want to be around so this all these circumstances they shape you and they enable you to be what you want to be what would you say was your biggest learning about yourself during this changing process um I think that until today when I go through a moment of crisis um it's when I start to feel a pressure from the outside and then my immediate reaction is trying to look for solutions in the outside and all those moments I could never uh let's say I got support and I got help of course but what really enabled me to change and to like switch the the how you say like make the mm-hmm. you know the pre- press for example press the reset button or something was a inside decision internal decision so i think what i'm learning more and more and more is that 
the power to change or the, the, the will, the drive to do what I want to do and to be and to implement my projects and to impact others' lives. This is something that I have to bring from the inside, like from within. Um, so during your workshops and sessions, you help people find their purpose and then take action. Mm -hmm. uh, how would you define purpose in the first place? <laughs> the more I study or learn about purpose, the more abstract it becomes, I have to admit. But for me, what is really clear is that purpose is not something that you achieve. So it's different from a goal or an objective. Purpose is more the journey or the process towards like a feeling of something. So this is something that is clear for me from the beginning, that it's more like something aspirational that drives you. So my purpose, for example, of being a point of light, it's not something that I will reach or that I will become. It's more what drives me to be, in terms of my personal relationships, in my job with dreamers and with the work in the workshops. It's more like what is the core, the essence and my uniqueness that it's kind of aligning everything that I do. So for me, connecting, you don't find your purpose, I think you connect with your purpose. It's a lot about self-awareness, it's a lot about connecting some points of what you like, what are your natural talents, what it's in your, from your perspective, what it's that you want to deliver as like an impact in the world, what is the change you want to promote, and all these things together you start to see some kind of a underlying aspect, and I think this is the purpose, and uh, this can be, I don't really think that this can change, but you can sometimes tell it in a different way, or it can have a different meaning, depends on your time, but, uh, but I think purpose is this, is like what guides you and leads you to make uh, decisions that connect you more with your path. So you're saying that your purpose is to be a point of light, can you elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, yes, so after getting presented with the concept of purpose, this was in 2011, I and understand that it's not something that we that I will reach, so it's not, not gonna kind of quit my possibilities. I thought, okay, I really want to know what is my purpose. And then being a point of light for me means shadowing, like empowering, or making, bringing, um, like giving more power or more light or more strength to things that already exist. So I think this is something that is really unique for me, which is like, if you already have a dream, for example, inside you, but then it's how to bring it out. Or in terms of relationships, like people already have their reasons to connect, but sometimes they don't see, like how can they help each other, how they can contribute to each other's lives, so I can also bring that, or like, even people like in the friends environment, they have ideas of, it's having ideas like let's do this project or let's celebrate this party or let's combine friends together and do something. So it's about being a point of light. I think it's about shadow or shedding light on things that exist and making them grow. And I think like that. I wanted to ask you because uh, you were saying that 
uh, you knew that you don't want to go the corporate way. Mm. Uh, what was the moment when you realized that that path is not for you? Okay. So I had some in my career, in my career professional experience. I started to work in uh, existing organizations. So I already asked, worked uh, in big companies such as Red Bull. I worked for startups, I worked for creative agencies. And in all of them, I could see, like I had a, I really liked working in those places and I had a reason of being there. But it was something that I felt that it, my full potential was not there because either it was a structure that I couldn't influence or even if it was a startup and I could give directions in like for different departments, it was just not the cause that I would like to engage. So while I was at the MBA, uh, the end of the program, people started to apply for jobs and look for the next step. And then as I wrote one day with my coach, uh, I was writing a cover letter for just as an example. And I had to find a company to write a cover letter for in order to apply and make a test. And I was like, to whom am I going to write a cover letter? Like, I don't even. I tried, okay, I thought like Google, okay, let me reopen the website and check um, a, a position there. And all the job description and everything, I was just, it just didn't match 100%. And then I thought, okay, maybe it's not a company, maybe I can work like project-based for a consulting firm or... But again, it's going there and trying to pitch yourself and trying to fit in existing in like in a role that you have to perform, but it's not, I, uh, it, was, it was not natural for me. Like I'm not judging, and I think we are different personalities, but for my personality it was always like, um, I had to play somehow. And I, I'm also from the personality that I like to be like 100% authentic to myself. So I thought like, it's not gonna match, so better to, invent or create something that is more me. So then my next question would be, how did you overcome your own fear of starting something from scratch and how was the whole entrepreneurial journey for you? Uh, mainly how did you cope with the downs of the, this process? Okay. So when I got the idea of starting Dream Facilitation, it was just like, okay, I'm going to combine this, this and that, there's this need, but how can I start? So, as soon as I started to talk to... No, first I thought, I'm going to ask for external help. So I made a list of five people that could mentor me or at least show some poss possible ways for me to start. And I wrote to five of them and no one answered me. And uh, it was frustrating in terms of mm, maybe this is not going to work or I'm not in the right path, but then I said, one day you said, you know what, I could go back to the normal way, apply for a job, fund, like fundraise, like get some funding and then switch. But I understood that this would be a trap. So either I would, if I would go that way, I would procrastinate, I think, forever, maybe, uh, what I wanted to do. So I think the first step was to decide. So not to be in between, like, should I do this or that? But told myself, okay, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna give it a try. 
So it was a mental decision. And then the second step was stop, again, stop looking in the outside and for others to, to solve your problem, but more looking for how you're going to do it and if others can help you, well, but if not, then do it. So after I decided and I stopped waiting for others to show me the way, I decided to, to test. So instead of plan and again do another course and think how it's going to happen, just offered for free for people. So I said I'm going to give a trial like four months, I'm not going to charge, I'm going to learn what do they need, what can I offer, what I don't, cannot offer and what's going to be my service, what's going to be my business model, how it, everything. So, and then I just started to tell friends and say like, if you know someone that's looking, that wants to start a project or is looking for a next step or is a little bit lost in how, what to do, tell me and maybe I can help. And then it was like seven people in four months and I learned a lot from, first of all, like how, this, this is the dream facilitation consulting, but how long would it, which should last minimum, how often should we meet, how much could I charge, how should I position it, and so it was a learning like by doing. What is your vision and goal with dream facilitation for the next, let's say, 10 years? Where, where, do, you see, where do you want to see it? <laughs> yeah. This year became really clear to me that dream facilitation is a movement. So I, I offer the services, but it's bigger than me, myself. Uh, what I believe is that a better world is possible to be created, and this my way of doing it is through people. So I think if we are all at least living a more authentic and true lives, we are going to be more fulfilled, more less angry or anxious, and this will be the positive impact that we can create. So I think. What I envision is a network, in terms of this moment, movement, a network of dreamers that support each other, inspire each other, and prove by living that there is a lighter and more like fulfilling way of, of, of being yourself. Uh, so, yeah, that's the, I think that's the impact that I, that I can contribute. What was one of your most interesting sessions so far? Good ones or bad ones? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think luckily uh, most of my sessions are pretty, pretty inspiring because every individual is completely unique. But one session that was really like telling in the hard part, like when I, once I was having a session and um, the dreamer set like some goals of like the person was launching a new online project and uh, it was a very high like how high goal of how many people he wanted to be subscribed to his program and then as soon as he launched it was like a tenth of people who who a tenth of subscribers. And um, this was really tough because we had to lead with the frustration and at the same time kind of outsourcing 
the guilt to me, like we didn't reach that because you said you're gonna do it, but in the end, that was a day that I that was really clear to me of what is my role and what's not my role. So I cannot guarantee that you're gonna sell 2,000 of your product. You know, I can give everything of guide you and lead you through the process of getting there, but it's not my responsibility to make your dream like reality. So that was a really interesting one that after that session and reflecting also with, uh, with my therapist and I wrote down like 10 learning points out of this experience. So it's so good to have also these bad experiences because it's when we really, really learn and reshape. And in terms of inspiring one, I think um, there's one dreamer that is with me since three and a half years now. And she started with an idea and we did the, like, the business plan and now she already has like her project rolling with collaborators, with um, partners. She's been able to sustain herself on the day that she officially launched her project. So it was the 10th of April in 2016. Uh, and it was, a, it was like a big aha moment, I think, that when the, the project became alive, and then you see her and all of everyone around her like really celebrating and and believing that it is possible to yeah, to to live your dream. Awesome. So this project is about change makers. Uh, what is for you a change maker? I think a change maker in the in the term of the, the word, or the concept of a change maker, is someone who, who understands, or at least, um, let me put it like this, in order to be a change maker, I think you have to feel that there is something that you can do. So you can be different in different fields and different areas, but a change maker is someone, I think, who have this it's something that you can't silence. Like you believe that you can do something for, to create a positive impact. And then the ones who change it or who go through it are the ones who make it, right? Like who take action and involve others and start to test and do things. So not only think and, uh, and, and share and like talk about it, but also who do and who are not, I think who are not afraid of of trying it out, or failing, of going against whoever, like whatever your values and your beliefs, but who really are, I think the change makers are really driven by their purpose, right? And then they want to make it something bigger out of it and then promote a positive change and impact. And you think of a person in your life that you would call a change maker? Yeah, I think many people. Uh, and uh, for me, when I think about change makers, I don't think of like big celebrities or world leaders. I think of people that I know and they also promoted change in my life. So I would say, for example, my mother is a very inspirational change maker. It's actually is the person that goes through the most change in her life and she doesn't give a, she doesn't care. She's constantly in a change, a transformation process. And it's really inspiring because sometimes she's going against what she was 10 years ago, but at least it's something that's true to her moment. 
and uh, also like friends who implement amazing projects and they are really going sometimes against the flow and doing what they believe. And, uh... Uh, what do you think are the characteristics um, that all change makers have? If there are characteristics yeah, I, think, I think the first one is like a positive mindset in terms of they know it is possible and then they are like uh, they see the glass has half full right? they see like a positive mindset second I think is like uh, empathy because if you want to promote positive change it's not only about yourself it's knowing the world that you act and then being connected with what's needed then uh, third I think is the drive towards action and execution. So it's not only thinking, but doing. So they are doers. And then I think change makers have like a big heart. Like I think they are a big heart, not only about caring, but also about having this, I think, um, being open for their feelings and their emotions and uh, being connected, you know, like the head, the, head, the heart, the hands. I think it's a whole connection. Um, I wanted to ask what would be your advice for people, for instance, who start their projects? Uh, you know, usually, at least from, from my experience, a lot of things go wrong, especially at the beginning. That you're very enthusiastic about it, you go 100%, but then, you know, as in the case of this, uh, this dreamer of yours, that, you know, he didn't reach the goal or what would be your advice, how to cope with that, and when, when is the moment when, okay, you realize this is not working anymore, I'm going to stop it and focus maybe on a different project, where is the balance between, okay, quit and I should keep going? My first advice for everyone who wants to either go through a change or implement something is to start and start in small steps. So even though you know where you want to go and it's something like you have a big plan for the next five years or just one step at a time. So see what you can start doing now, maybe something really small, but the movement and doing things already gives another energy and like um, in terms, even in terms of of, of, of sensation, you know, so my first uh, advice is to start in small steps because if you take small steps first, you can try and adjust and it's not that you're going to make, for example, a big investment or then create a whole brand and a whole website and don't have content to show. So it's better to start, create content, raise awareness, then you can make a website, a brand, a everything that comes afterwards. So because sometimes you tend to think like before starting we have to already have everything to show people like no, just start because also you have to understand if you want it. Because sometimes you think it's gonna be one way and then you do it and you don't even like it. So this is my first advice. And then in case it doesn't go and how to know for example if it's not going well, I think it's less about thinking and it's more about feeling. And that's why, if you are a change maker, there is this, this big heart thing, because your heart or your body 
give tips, like show, give some, uh, how you say, some like signs. Mm -hmm. And uh, so sometimes we, we think that we commit to others, people expect things from us, so we have to do it, but it does, doesn't feel right or something is missing. So listen to that feeling and try to understand where it comes from. And then the third um, advice I would give would be to... Uh, what was you said about... So, start... Ah, and uh, don't set many expectations. I think it's natural that we put goals or that we envision things, but if we expect too much from ourselves, first of all, if you have a clear expectation, you're going to be focused on the goal and not on the process. So if we put our expectations low, or at least we don't try to not to be focused only on them, we enjoy more the journey, and the, in the journey is the learning, in the journey is the feeling, in the journey is the achievements and the fulfillment. So it's more focused on the process and not like in the desired outcome. Mm -hmm. um, how do you define impact? How I define impact? Hmm. Uh, I think impact is only perceived in the presence of others. So even uh, if you impact, for example, your environment, someone has to be, something has to be benefiting from it. So it can be a person, it can be the environment, it can be an organization. But I think an impact is when you see a need or a gap or an opportunity and then you change something and you implement something in order to make it better. Talking about positive impact, right? Could be a negative impact, but impact in terms of a positive impact, I would say is that like influence, like influencing or making it better something that doesn't exist and then you create and then you pursue. Nice. And I think last question, maybe almost the last question. Um, what would, what would you tell to your 18-year-old self? I love this question. <laughs> because when I try, when I think of my younger self, uh, I always feel like I want to give a big, big hug. You know, first of all, to say, it's okay. Whatever you're going through, whatever you are feeling, living, Embrace it, like, um, it's okay to feel it like you are, so. And then the second one will be, be sure that you are in the right path. So, well, I think when you are 18, it's a very powerful age of dreaming and willing to conquer the world. And as a, when I was 18, I say, I wanna, uh, I wanna change the world. That was my quote. And then afterwards I understood like, okay, you can change the world, but how? And then put a second line. But when I was 18, I wasn't. I wanted to change the world. It was just so beautiful, you know. Like it's okay, even though you don't know where to start, just stick to that feeling. So I was like, I would give myself a hug, and I'll give myself like a positive indicator of keep on that track. It like it is your right track, and um, 
And then just one advice that I would have told myself, and I think I still have to tell myself, because I'm still really young, is to don't expect too much for yourself. You know, don't pressure yourself too much, because we still have a long journey ahead of us. We don't have to solve everything now and do everything now. There's a lot of opportunities. And, and being a, like a solopreneur, also you put a lot of expectations of why oh, you could have been doing this and this and that, but it's okay, you already did a lot. Respect like your moment, appreciate what you achieved and uh, just keep, keep on doing, but in a lighter manner. <laughs> And final question, how do you define success for yourself? Um, I think success is also an indicator of how I feel. Of course, I, I know if I can be my better version, right? If I can be my better self, that would be like a constant success. You can't, it's not, a, it's not like something that you can keep forever, like happiness, for example, you can't just, you know, like you feel happy, but you also you need some sadness in order to feel that you were happy. So I think success, for myself, I envision a successful life, is being able to keep balance between my work, my profession, like my personal life, like having healthy relationships, being in a healthy, state and uh, keep dreaming and achieving what I what I envision and what I know that I can create an impact and be constantly being a change maker in my own life in the life of people around me and uh, as long as I feel good like I feel that I'm in the right place and I'm contributing with what I can I think this is the success <laughs> thank you thank you very much everyone for listening. This is the Changemaker podcast, a series of interviews with people driven to create a positive impact in their communities and the world. If you like this episode, make sure to reach out. Stay positive, follow your dream, and make this world a better place. See you next week.